Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Robo Report is a bonus podcast on the Steel Wars Patreon feed. Each episode, my very learned and opinionated Star Wars friend Robo and I just discuss whatever Star Wars topics are on our mind. And it's super fun. But don't take my word for it. Check out this half-hour clip from the new episode for you guys to enjoy. Oh, yeah. Hey everybody, it's your boy Robbo back. <laughs> uh, actually, I'm not back. I've always been here, but uh, uh, who's with me? Who's back? Who is back? It's your boy Steel, Robbo. Welcome back to the US of A. Thanks, man. And normally, I don't have that good an excuse to keep you waiting to record, but tonight I was stunned as I made sure all the sound was hooked up to um, the mixing board from my computer since I just got back last mm-hmm. night. So I made sure I had, because I've got like, I had to get a new laptop. So it's all on those little, like Apple have got the new plugs now that don't fit anything that you ever owned. Yeah, they do that every 10 years. <laughs> That's the, great. This The USC or this, this yeah. a, the letter C's involved in it. It's a, it's a, it is, I have to give it credit, Robbo. It's a great plug. But yeah, it connects to nothing that um, yeah. I've previously owned. <laughs> yes. So I had all that sorted out. I was like, I've got the adapter, fine. And because I haven't brought up my main bag from the car because the elevator's broken. And so I'm on a um, a need to drag basis. So until I need something major out of that suitcase, <laughs> it's, it's staying in storage. So... Um, I sit down and I'm about to Skype you and I'm just like, there's no microphone. (laughs) (laughs) I made sure everything else worked except the last bit, the microphone. So um, I had to rummage in the cupboard and find a uh, a spare one. So I apologize, Robbo. I'm I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm also also jet lagged. I'm just impressed that the tin cans and strings stretch this far. You know, it's um the, the, that was quite a feat of engineering, really. I don't understand how anything works. I like it would be to explain to me how I'm talking to you, like through all the cables. Like I don't even understand how the microphone sends my noise to the computer. Like that's. That's that's, right. that's very old. Like like telephones. How? 
how, like, I know they had all those switchboards, but how does it even run along the wire? It's it's amazing how much of our lives are built around uh, on layers and layers of, of of scientific discovery that we don't understand at all. It it, um, it would make more sense to me if someone just said it's magic. We've we've got we've had magic all along. We've been making up these stories how we could introduce magic, like we'd we we like made up electricity. That's all made up, and uh, it's just magic, dudes. It all runs on magic. That that to me, and there's no explanation for it because it's magic. That, yeah, that's easier to comprehend than like me talking to you or videoing. What? That's even crazier. Yeah, when you think about it. I try not to think about it, to be honest. I just uh, take everything for granted and uh, scoot along. And if you had a functioning iPad or iPhone 100 years ago, you would have got burnt at the stake. A hundred years ago, I'd hope they'd at least move up to firing squads. But yeah, I see your point. You would be... Society would say no. Big no. So... So we're going to make an exception for you, Magic Rectangle Man. You are getting burned at the stake. You're the first person we've done this to in centuries. Yeah, it's it's so crazy because when you're little, like iPads and iPhones and all this technology oh, is it's, it's what you would have dreamt of. Like the fact that you can watch any movie ever made on your little glass, bit of glass you carry around. Yeah. That's like that's like what you would have exaggerated when you're a little kid about what could happen in the future. Yeah. Like like I, that that yeah. like in your head when you're a little kid, that technology to enable that is on par with teleportation. It is. I mean, I think that that would um you know, it's it's uh, what, what was that? who's that writer? Um Arthur C. Clarke or Isaac Asimov, one of those two guys, uh, who said the like, you know, his uh, famous saying is, "Any technology that sufficiently advances is indistinguishable from magic." Yes, um, and doubly so for uh, for children. So yeah, I mean, I remember when I really wanted to play uh, Super Mario Brothers when I was like in kindergarten or something. Yeah, it's before I had one. I was like, man. I've got a calculator. Why can't my calculator just do this? Like, why won't, why won't somebody make a calculator that can do that? <laughs> and, uh, and, and, but here's the thing. Oh, can Steve I, can, jobs? Can, I am not because I was imagining it all happening on that very thin little screen. Ah, I, I, <laughs> I, I was just about to ask is like, is this recording going to be part of your class action suit against the Apple corporation for stealing your concepts? Yeah, I mean, I, I missed out my chance to sue for, about the Game Boy. That's even closer. But, um, man, that, that, I think that, it was crazy, though, that that happened. And that thing, I mean, do you remember those old, the, the old Game Boy? It's like about the size of a brick, uh, maybe, you know, or like a, a generous slice of meatloaf. Pretty- <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like your two units of measurements, bricks and generous, generous. <laughs> Well, I was thinking like a brick, a brick's too thick, but it's, but a meatloaf, if you slice it just right, would be perfect. I I tell you, it's the size almost exactly of uh, a U.S. post office priority box, the smaller size. (laughs) If it fits, it ships. Yeah. Sort of like this. That's a dare. That's a dare. the, The size of a VHS video in a, in a fat pack, but that. 
Refer- yeah. that, that, that's the worst reference ever because you're trying to explain the sales of something from like the 90s with a reference from the 80s. So it's... Yeah, here, let me explain this to you, millennials. Uh, a Game Boy is about the size of a, of a VHS tape. but It's, it's about the size uh, of about I... 10 iPads stuck on top of each other. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. But that thing, I mean... You talk about like miracles of technology. When that thing came out, it's now the most primitive thing imaginable. But when that thing came out, I thought it was just like the most amazing thing I had ever seen. Um, I remember thinking I never owned one. I, I had some lens, had a great time, but never actually got to own one. But I do remember thinking that if I did own one, I would never be bored ever again. Yeah, exactly. I was positive. <laughs> you think about that. It's like now you've got like what in 19, what, what did that come in? 1989? Like, but in 1989 terms would be like a supercomputer. You've got like a Cray 9 in your pocket everywhere you go. What's a Cray 9? Is that a supercomputer? It's like an old, old timey supercomputer, I think. Oh. Like back in like probably the like moon landing days or something like that. Sweet um, reference. Sweet reference. That could be a um, a droid, an assassin droid. In the- yeah, like a Gray Nine Nine RX or something like that. Oh like man, a- there was an IG eighty eight Zuckus Cray Nine. Got Cray Nine, Cray Nines here. Yeah, yeah, weird. I mean, it's the the funny thing is like we can we can uh, eventually loop this around to Star Wars, um, ostensibly the topic of the show. It's like what's interesting is I've seen like people complain. I guess apparently on the cartoon the the current one there's like somebody plays video games and it might be like the first video game <laughs> well, it's the current one what I, I was blanking on the name there's like i don't want to say that you're projecting some hostility against the show robo but um the I, current one i haven't one. even seen the show I, how can i be hostile against uh, it just i'm just joking just jokes I don't. I'm glad. I hope people love the show. That's great. I, I'm on the record as saying I hope kids love it. That's great. It's 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 a cool thing to do. Anyway, but apparently, like, there's like a uh, some somebody plays like a a Star Wars Galaxy version of a video game, and it irritates certain people that it looks about on par with like you know like the actual original Star Wars arcade game. You know, it looks it looks very very primitive. Um, but then again, like everything in Star Wars looks really primitive now. All of it. Didn't they have in Attack of the Clones, they had the Nintendo pod racing game on the screen at um, that bar where Mouse tried to sell Obi-Wan Death Sticks? Oh, I only remember the Robo football. But they probably did. I mean, that would be a, a cool gag. I mean, that's like the only time I think in the movies you see what amounts to television, which I always found very odd. Well, maybe um, the the Bunta Eve pod race. Yeah, but that's I mean, but it, are you saying so if they were showing you a video game, then that's how advanced the game should be. But if they were showing you just like a really low resolution footage of the pod race, then mm. it's fine. Right. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, look, this is a universe like part of the reason why I think the setting works so well, even today, is because it's a universe where if you're a spaceship that can travel faster than light, 
isn't working just right, you can smack it kind of hard in the right spot and it will sort of start working. Like that's the kind of thing that's <laughs> always been. You know what I mean? Like, I had no idea where you were going and, and you ended up in such a delicious place, Robo. You know, it's always been like that. It's like it, it, the Millennium Falcon is, is uh, you know, it's a jalopy. It's like what, you know, Archie and Jughead drive. It's it's uh, it, that's what it's supposed to be. And that's kind of like you look at the technology level and it's basically like World War Two plus a couple cool looking 70s computers. That's about it. That's that's what it always is. I mean, look, you think about it like the whole thing on Endor, right, where they like, oh, uh, one of the scout scout troopers spotted us. Like, why doesn't he just like get out his space cell phone and call the base? <laughs> no, he's like, I must rush back in person to report this in person. Uh, you know, it's 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 crazy. Like, you know, even by you know, it only makes sense if it's like World War Two, where like you'd have to have some dude with like a huge backpack and a radio mm. to uh, to make the call. But, so it's always been like that. I, I feel like people should just kind of yeah. Well, that's you know, the a- that, that like that's the thing that makes growing up with the film so hard is that you everything that you um you you weren't even savvy enough to let slide let alone let slide all those things are dissolved like you now like the whole you know that scene you just described with the the biker scout Mm -hmm. you know jumping on the thing it's like you don't you you never question that like yeah you know who pointed that out to me it wasn't me it was my dad. Oh, uh, right before we were watching Force Awakens, we were like, "Oh, you know what? We should watch. We should watch." Uh, what would you do if I sang out of tune? Yeah, Sorry. it was like you know, I was I was in, in uh, and my, that's when Dad parents. ruined Star Wars for me. No, I mean, so yeah, no, you didn't ruin it. He was just like making a point. Like he's like, uh, you know, the Ewoks are like the Viet Cong, right? And I'm like, yeah, Dad, you told me that when I was like way too young to appreciate what that meant. And then he's like. Why don't they just like call their base instead of, uh, <laughs> you know, so he's like, OK, he, he thought I, if I didn't get you on that one, I got you on this one. I'm like, I never thought about that. He's like, yeah, that's what I that's what we all thought when we saw it in like 1983. Mm. But that's like, but like I, I see like the, the criticism of the new films, they it gets that sort of magnifying glass on it. And then some people aren't willing to just go, yeah, it's Star Wars. Like, yeah. It's true. Like it, none of it really makes a whole lot. Like the technology aspect is the part that makes the least amount of sense. Mm. Like the actual magic is more logical within the story than any of the technology that they use. So yeah, when people are like, well, why do the cannons on this mega star destroyer look like that? Why do they do? It's like, it's just cause it looks cool, dude. Yeah. When I... you the prequels around everything, you're just like, it's there because it looks cool. Like, that was the whole point of those movies and their style. Like, it looks cool. Deal with it. Like, if you don't like it, uh, you're a bad person or something. I don't know. I don't know what they said. But, um, like, it, that was that was the point. It was like, it looks cool to them. Nobody thought about it very hard. Now, I had a tweet I just pulled up. I, I love – there's nothing I like better than – quoting my own tweet robo it's it's so self-satisfying it's it's amazing but um i tweeted something very much in the vein of this the other day and i just looked it up and it says guys it's star wars every character is poorly written yeah i thought you were wrong about that oh yes juicy 
Well, I mean, it's not that they're poor. Like your point was like, oh, uh, you know, Luke is complaining about the hobo who just I've heard this joke so many times from you. It's like, you know, it's a good one. So you bust it out whenever. possible. <laughs> uh, you know, it's like, oh, like Princess Leia is consoling like, you know, Luke about he's sad because his uh, aunt and uncle and, and the hobo he just met that day died. And she just lost her entire planet and like everybody she grew up with. And she's like, oh, you poor baby, you poor thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, <laughs> this is it's pretty much how you would uh, not how you would deliver it. But I, I think I hit all the beats. Right? Do, all right. Do you think it's possible for me to stop mentioning that? I don't think you should, because it's a it's a good observation. And most of the people who hear you say it, if you if you say it on a different show, uh, will never have heard it before. Like I would keep doing that joke. And yeah, it's a good observation. Like every like that's one of those things that you don't think about. You do take for granted, but it's true. It's like why like why does she say something about it's like tell me about it. I lost uh, you know, at my entire like kindergarten class. <laughs> you know, like everybody I ever knew is dead. Um it's one of those things that made its way uh that that uh, that an actual writer, uh my uh, the the patron saint of Rabo, uh Brian Daly um, pointed out in the in the radio dramatization, he has what he does is he has Luke say, "And you, you lost your entire planet." It's it, you know, he like he so Luke brings it up, so it makes it sound like Leia, like Luke is conscious. Of really? Luke. Yeah. That is fascinating. So if you wanted to, you could make a steel cut of the original Star Wars. And add in because it's really Mark Hamill delivering that line, and he's doing it in like 1979. He sounds exactly the same. Mm. So you could put that in there, and just like you know, change the camera angle a little bit, and then suddenly that problem is solved. Now, um, do, do you think I've got this? Is I've, I've got so many things on my mind now. You've really um, sparked me up. But do you think that the theory, like like, so George Lucas makes these Star Wars films, right? And yeah. and they're pretty good. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Some you like yeah. some more than others, but right, but yeah, but I mean it's you know it's, it's fun stuff for sure. You know, it's the old um, you know metaphor of like, hey, if it's bad pizza or good pizza, I still really like pizza. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you have, you don't know how bad I can make your pizza, but point taken. Yeah, but um, when it's it's pretty much. Across the board, and I'm not just sure if it's like that's just how books are, but like once George Lucas makes his story, when it's handed on to a novelist, it becomes like the characters are always sort of a bit better thought out and like there's things added in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like you see it all over the place. It's, it's been there since the. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today beginning yeah but is that like just well even if you like i i you know you give jurassic park fallen kingdom 2 to someone else or you give the godfather to someone else and i know that's ironic because it originally started as a book i know chill out but 
or is that more that like like I my my conceit is always that George Lucas the more collaboration that George Lucas is involved in the better um or is it just the the mod, just the obvious thing that's going to happen when it's passed on when good ideas are passed on to someone else well i mean i think now i i'm pretty sure that in in this case that line probably should have been in the movie because it wouldn't take up much time and it just nobody thought of it at the time and and i kind of give it a pass because it's like the movie is a very it's a very delicate machine and it's it's really easy to to break the momentum and yeah. you're making a lot of changes on the fly i think that the writers of, of the novelizations are writers and they've got two jobs uh number one they've got to tell the story of the movie of course number two they've got to fill up space because if they just tell the story of the movie they haven't really earned their paycheck And the way that they usually choose to fill up space is they like most of it is just like giving like telling you about what the characters are thinking. Like once you realize this and you read a novelization, it almost ruins it for you. So like, why are we spending like, you know, 25 minutes <laughs> in, inside, uh, you know, General Hux's head? Nobody needs to know this much about what he's thinking about anything. But it's there, you know, to, oh, but, to but can add I, value. But if those 25 minutes were the moment that his face slaps the the floor of the Star Destroyer, I, I, yeah. I, I might sign up. To him, it must have seemed like an eternity. But um, that is one of the just the most ripping <laughs> head slaps. I I can't not laugh every time I. It's just it's because I'm really um lightweight when it comes to like on screen violence. Yeah. So sometimes I just like my response to it is just like giggling. Like when, yeah. Like when someone just like totally like cleans house in a movie. It's it just makes me giggle. That's the thing is like I famously came back from the last year. I kind of like not sure how I felt about it because mostly that is what about, you're famous for. Yes. Oh, famous. No, I said famously by anybody who pays attention to like what I've said about the movie, I guess I should say. Or I, uh, which I is, talk about this a lot, maybe which is many that? people like due to my celebrity. Um, so it's like I came I came back and I wasn't really sure how I felt about it. But I said, like, I think. I don't like this movie, but I say that as somebody who enjoyed it from start to finish. And that was one of the many, many moments on my first viewing that I just like was to me, like it's just absolute delight. Like I just, it was so funny. It was so cool looking to see somebody just like eat it like that. <laughs> you know, like just like have like an invisible force, you know, a space wizard, just like make you like, just eat it. Just like just rip your legs out from under you and you just hit the floor. And you got to get up, and all your subordinates are just looking at you. Um, and I love, and it, I love how really, he, um, how he's trying to no sell it, and like, oh, oh yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take it in my, I'll take it in my quarters. And he's like, he just wants to, yeah, yeah. Be no, to... you will hear me now, <laughs> and it's like a huge oh. face. It's so cool. Like, there's so many cool things about it. Uh, but anyway, I digress. Uh, but yeah, like you could ask Jason Fry about this if you ever get the chance. Um, he has a great uh, added scene in the the last jedi novelization where right before luke walks in on ray and kylo right he has uh luke uh saying stuff that you don't get to hear in the movie and i don't think was actually ever in the movie where he says something about ray you were right you were right i'm coming i'll come with you oh my god really then he walks in on them and he's like no (laughs) this is like then he that changes his mind completely oh wow and 
he's never commented on it. I've asked him about it a couple times on Twitter. No response. Not a big deal. I'm okay. I understand you're busy, you know, writer guy. But um, I really want to know whether he thought to put that in himself because he felt like it should have been in the movie because I feel like it should have been in the movie. Um, and I feel like that was there because it's like, you know, that really, really gone a long way. Uh, to to addressing people's concerns about the way Luke was portrayed, some people, you know, people who have good faith complaints, not lunatics, right? But people who were put like honestly, like my son, like we got back from watching it, I think maybe the second time um, I saw it with him, and he said something like, "Luke really isn't that nice in this movie, is he?" And I'm like, "Yeah, he's you know he's been going through some stuff, you know." So I, you know, it's not just the uh, uh, crazy people on youtube.com who are, who are a little bit, you know, unsure about that portrayal. Like it's, I think uh, kids got to. Yeah, no, I think, um, it's not what you think, it's how you think or how you express that thought. Yeah. I give him credit for not immediately like putting on a, a video camera and like ripping apart a couple of his action figures and then expressing his opinion. Because I can, I can totally see why people don't like it. Yeah, I get that. Like that to me was my favorite part of it. Um, the whole thing is the way it treated Luke, because that's what I was kind of hoping would happen. Cause I felt like that was the most, that to me felt like what that character would be, that what condition he would be in. And as, uh, and I really liked how, uh, like, it's like, okay. So the, 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 you know, monster, uh, breast milk scene, right? That everybody thinks is so disgraceful. Um, like to me, that all read as Luke trying to get Ray to leave. Yeah. He just wants to go. And so he's like trying to completely destroy her illusions of him and say, Oh, I was totally wrong. This is just a sad old man who I don't, I cannot depend on. I'm just going to go. Cause the last thing he wants is for her to go back and say like, Luke really needs like, you know, Leia to come over and, and, and tell him what's up. She wants him to. She wants Ray to just like walk away and discuss like Luke is a lost cause. Like he, he we're never going to get through to him. Like move on. And that's what he wants. And also, and I think this is sort of shows um, how good a script Ryan Johnson wrote. And I know some people this might be very upsetting to hear in that section of the film the audience is meant to feel like Ray. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's the same thing with the Holdo stuff. You're supposed to feel like you're being uh, kept out. Yeah. And, the... and, and yeah, with Holdo, it's like Poe and the audience is made to feel suspicious of her. Yeah. I mean, to me, it was so obvious. It's like, I knew just from how suspicious they were making it look that it's like, okay, she's legit for sure. Um, because it was just like, it was, to me, it was obvious, like, oh, they're trying to make it tough for Poe. And, uh, you know, it's just like, I, I, again, I felt like everything Luke did, it was like, he was being extra. And remember he, he's reverting to uncle Owen mode here. Like he, he's, he's a tattooing, you know, um, farmer at heart. Like he's a pretty humble guy, but he's also kind of like he, he, when he gets old, he might be a little bit grumpy because, we all kind of end up being sort of like the people who raised us in the end. And like, if you imagine uncle Owen kind of dealing with somebody who's like, you know, he just wants to go away. You know, he's, he's a pretty gruff dude. 
Hey, Robbo. Yeah. I don't know if ever, anyone's ever mentioned this, but have you noticed that Star Wars, it's, it's like a poem? Oh, it's an iambic pentameter? <laughs> I mean, some of it is. It rhymes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is what I mean. Like, I think Ryan was thinking about this. I think that uh, it's... I think he was really because he's he's said on on Twitter.net that uh, that, uh, you know, in his the way he was trying to approach it was. Did you just Mark Hamill Twitter? Yeah, I did. Um, Is that he he was trying to approach it as like he he was trying to be true to the character, but just represent where the character might be now, given what's happened to him. And. um. I do think like he was thinking about like, okay, so like what kind of person is Luke? Like, and what would he, like, would he be somebody who is, he doesn't, he's so uh, ashamed of his own failures that uh, he has never been comfortable with the idea of being a legend, with being the last Jedi, with being the galaxy's hope uh, for, for peace and justice and all that. He, that's never rested well with him. He's never said anything about it in any of the movies. Like, I'm, you know, I'm here to, he's always makes it a personal thing. Like I'm just trying to do right by, uh, my, you know, my teachers and, you know, I'm trying to, to, you know, get through to my, my dad, like he abandons the rebellion in their most dire moment to just like say good, say hi to his dad. <laughs> hey dad. Um, he's like, Hey, Hey dad. Like we should like, you know, like you, you, you might still be a good person at, at heart. And it's like, Meanwhile, all of his friends are risking their lives to, to, to destroy the empire. He's contributing nothing because I feel like he really isn't comfortable wow. with passion. Um, well, no, I mean, he isn't like that's that's a problem with that script. Um, that was I think it's only there because it was decided at the last minute to kind of wrap all of Star Wars up right away rather than keep going. Because, you know, for various reasons, it's like not tenable to, to keep going at that point. So George Lucas did ruin my childhood. No, I mean, I don't think so because a lot of people like that movie. I like that movie. I just feel like it's like there's certain things in it where I'm like, well, okay, that's a little bit rushed. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But you know what? They, like the guy was like, I can't do this anymore and I don't blame him. I, I, I tell you, I, I do like the greatest movie ever made as well. Ah, sounds like a, sounds like a logical opinion, Steele. Thank you. Um, anyway, I guess we're, we're trying to talk about the novelization stuff, right? So like that, so what do you think of that line, that, that added line, would that have made a difference? It's not necessarily addressing a logic flaw, like the, like the Luke in the, you know, Alderaan thing. I, I, I don't, I think it just adds salt to the whole, the whole thing. The fact that he had changed his mind and he was coming back. Yeah, that's right. That's right after he realizes Leia's in trouble. That's right after he yeah. reopens himself to the Force. Now, yeah, oh, it's quite fascinating because this circumstance of if they weren't doing the Force connection, Luke actually would have gone. Like, would that turn people against Ray? That it's like her fault. That, mm-hmm. like, it's like it. It makes. Well, would the Luke whole... have reached out to to find out what, what Leia was doing if Ray wasn't there? 
my my interpretation, and I could be wrong about this, my interpretation is he cut himself off from everybody because he didn't want to activate his conscience. Like it's kind of like uh, Han Solo uh, doesn't want to get involved in stuff because he's like, no, nope, no, nope, don't tell me about your sob story. I don't want to hear it because at heart Han Solo like is like he's out there for the underdog because he feels like the underdog. And he's telling the rebellion how doomed they are, Luke, how doomed he is because he's like, don't. Don't try and talk me into doing this because he really wants to do it. And he's like, I, but I don't want to die. Uh, and like Luke really, he he wants to, to, to fight along. Wait, 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 wait. Where did the end I don't want to die thing come from? Well, he's like, it's more like that's not my idea of, uh, you know, like a plan. It's more like suicide, right? He's like, he's like, Luke, you're going to die. And this is another thing that, again, the patron saint of Rabo's imagination, Brian Daly, wrote into the um, the radio dramatization where he has Han break it down with Luke and say, like, Luke, you don't have any you're, – you're from, like, a farm desert planet thing. You don't know what you're looking at. I know what's going on. I was in the Imperial Navy. I know what that battle station is now, having seen it. It's like, you know what I saw there? I saw, like, rack after rack of TIE fighters. Once you go back there, you're going to get swarmed and destroyed. And he's like, do you know how long the life expectancy is of a green combat pilot? A minute or so. You don't stand a chance. Come with me and Chewie. You're going to die here. He says that in the radio drama. Yes. Everybody should listen to the radio Woo! drama. It's, uh, it's all out there. and It's free. You can listen to it for free on uh, internetarchive.org.com or something. That is That is some... This is Brian Daly stuff, man. He he's he is the guy. He is the guy that Lucasfilm tapped because they liked his Han Solo novels. And they're like NPR said they wanted to do a dramatization of it, and Lucasfilm said, "You know what? We know the guy. Like, well, let's let's get Brian to do it." Wow, that's um, yeah, I'd never imagined a scene like that. It's not. I mean, it's it's all very true to the characters because Luke doesn't like. You can hear like in Mark's performance of it, he can say. He says something like, you know, I don't, you know, you know, they need you. We, you know, like he, he's exactly like he is in the movie. And uh, it's like, you, you know, you're being too cynical. You're being too hard. And like in Han just says back to him, like, no, I used up my time long time ago. You have no idea. Like, you, you don't know how many times I've escaped death. Like, I'm not going, I'm not going to lose my life over this. And uh, it's great. It, it's so good. Like, that stuff is in there. I think both because there's space for it because it's not a movie, and but also because uh, that's those two characters really spoke to the author in a way that he felt like there needed to be more said that you don't have time for in a movie. Um, you know, they even do stuff like uh, pay, like explain how Luke learned how to fly, fly a starfighter. Um, you know, they have him running a combat simulator right before the mission. And that is kind of like, in my opinion, like sort of a bad example of that. Cause it's like, you know, do, do we really need to see that? It's not that interesting, but, uh, it does explain, you know, it's, 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 it's the author because the author uh, served in the military during Vietnam. Um, I don't think he saw combat, but he, he had experience with that stuff and it probably bothered Brian that, um, I'm saying calling him Brian as if I knew the guy, He's, uh, it, it bothered, uh, BD, BD in the house. BD, yeah. It bothered him, I My think. My boy, BD. Sorry. Yeah, it, I think it bothered him because, like, he knew, like, the the sheer ridiculousness of trusting a incredibly valuable, uh, you know, piece of military hardware to a, a kid who just showed up today and has no, you know, 
like he knows how to drive a car basically <laughs> in, in this in this universe and uh but you know like he he wanted to have that in there so he has like you know oh you lasted you know six minutes that's not bad like it it, it both it drives home how desperate the rebellion is but also like that luke has some weird aptitude and it kind of foreshadows what you learn about him later is that like oh the force is actually something you can call upon um that's why obi-wan you know trusted him and, and wanted him to go and it, it you know it, it there's a lot there's there's something to it i guess is what i'm saying hey you guys thanks for listening to the first half hour of what ended up being a whopping two and a half hour freewheeling conversation about Star Wars. It was so fun. And if you want to hear the rest and keep up on the weekly bonus episodes on the Steel Wars Patreon, join us in the content club. It is just $3 a month and you get a RSS feed that you can easily paste into any podcast app that you currently use and all these bonus episodes will download. There is close to 500 audio files waiting for you. All the full-length back episodes, all the interviews, and just tons and tons, obviously, about 300 bonus episodes for you to get through, including timeless film commentaries done before a live audience and all that good stuff. And it all supports the ongoing production of the podcast that hopefully you enjoy each and every episode. So that's that. If you want to check it out, patreon.com forward slash Steel Wars. And may that force be with you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.